Hello and welcome to the Pixel Pals podcast. I'm Xanadude and today I am joined by my co-host, Zach. We have a great episode for you today covering some gaming news as well as a deep dive into the upcoming Game Awards. Thank you for all your support and be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out and we will read out a few each week. So we are going to start getting into some news and Zach has our first story of the day. (laughs) My poor baby, Battlefield. Oh man, Battlefield... 2042 has more than 33,000 negative reviews on Steam, and I believe the total reviews in general for the whole game is like 44,000, so yeah, that's not good. Yeah, they just dropped the ball on that. So why are people, why why, why do you think people are mad? Because the beta was trash. I think like, like the beta just was not good. I think there's just a lot of issues still. I think it just is not running well on any system uh lots of crashes lots of glitches lots of bugs but i think more so than usual in the beta i keep seeing like these videos of people like loading into the game and their character models like half loaded yep and it's absolutely hilarious yeah and and you know i think it's it with that it's one of those things of it's really funny if it only happens once or twice here and there but it's every single time you load in it's every single and I think that's why it's getting review bombed, where it's like every glitch is reoccurring multiple times per match. I think we're at the point where if you're going to release a game, you know, test it, make sure it works before you do so. And I know it's just a beta, but Halo Infinite does not have this problem at all. Well, exactly. That's the thing. And they're in beta multiplayer right now. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like part of it is I want to say, oh, you know, COVID restrictions, it's hard to make a game, da da da. But also then, yeah, but I don't know, because also Halo Infinite, I feel like, has been in development longer than Battlefield. So Yeah, just take your time. Yeah. Uh, also, I would have to bring this up because it is very big in like the gaming news, right, uh, gaming news world right now. Bobby Kotick, who is the CEO of Activision Blizzard, uh, has been under a lot of flack recently for good reason because of the workplace culture, sexual harassment that he knew about that happened at the gaming company. Uh, And people are mad and they want him to step down. And a lot of people on Twitter and other social media are calling for his removal, as well as Phil Sponsor, Phil, uh, Phil Sponsor, Phil Spencer, the head of (laughs) Xbox, has said that they're going to uh, cut ties with them or reevaluate their relationship uh, if Bobby Kotick does not step down. And also Phil Spencer is just based. Uh, He said that NFTs, if you don't know what that is, I can't explain it to you because I barely understand it. That's the whole thing. Uh, are not going to be present on the Xbox marketplace. A lot of people are happy about that because of how manipulative that kind of sphere could be. So mm-hmm. NFT-based games are kind of gaining in popularity. Yeah. Uh, and Discord tried to do the same thing where they were going to introduce NFTs and people were like, nah, 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 and canceled their Nitro. And now they are not doing that. Yeah, the whole NFT thing is wild. I have a friend that's currently into all of that stuff and i guess he made like three thousand dollars selling an nft somewhere i feel like it's virtual gambling but yes, i don't it is. i don't know enough to i don't it. either i don't know enough to really have any good points other than oh yeah my friend got three grand for selling one yeah i know that i did read into it a little bit and they do have a impact on our environment Every time you do an NFT transaction, it uses about the same power as a day and a half of like a household power oh in the UK. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. It's the blockchain, baby. Yes, but sir. we are not a crypto podcast. Uh, no. l- luckily, down with the cryptocurrency. And today's episode is all about the Game Awards, which is an upcoming award show, basically showcasing all the great games that came out. Uh, and there's tons of different categories. We're going to narrow down on some of the few that we think we could offer the best insights to. So how about before we hop into that, we do our favorite segment. Zach, could you explain what our segment is? Our favorite segment is what video game character do you think you could just beat the ever-living crap out of in a certain video game world? So, in so What video game world are we talking about today? Today we're talking all about the game where you beat the crap out of each other, Super Smash Brothers. Ooh, this is going to be a tough one because I feel like a lot of these are like, I mean, obviously formidable fighters, but... That's why they're in the game, you know? Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go first? You go first. I have a few. I, I do have a few that I know, but you can go first. You can go first. I would like to say that I could beat the crap out of Lucas and Ness, 
But the fact that they shoot fire out of their <laughs> I was hands. I just going to say that. And they would just absolutely destroy me with a baseball bat. Dude, Lucas like swings a whole snake around. He's just going to throw snakes at you. Get, the snake will bite you in the nostril. And... I have to go with the villager from Animal Crossing. I don't know. He might have dropped a bowling ball on you. Yeah, though. but I feel like before that, I could really, I could like punt that thing. It, I'm a tall no, it's, person. It's pretty telegraphed. His moves are very telegraphed. I'm not even talking about the actual moveset. I'm just in bigger and stronger. Yes. You know, and I can't say that for a lot of the characters. Yes. Um, easy way out, Olimar. However, also, I really could see myself beating up Luigi. Really? Luigi's a punk. I love yeah. Luigi. I love Luigi to death, but why do you think Luigi's only got, like, three of his own games? Okay, that's a low blow. Sorry, man. I Listen, Luigi's my, Luigi's my main in Mario Kart. Like, I love Luigi, but... Yeah, I, I said what I said. I don't... This is disrespectful. It's super disrespectful. Uh, I love Luigi. Luigi's Mansion such a good game. It's such a good game. I can still beat the snot out of him. But it is a game based around how terrified he is. So exactly. It's not that's really my like, point. It, yeah, it's not <laughs> really like ins- my... instilling confidence in his fighting abilities. So. Um, also, Squirtle, and I know Squirtle is only a third of one character, because with Pokemon Trainer, you get Squirtle, Venusaur, or Ivysaur, rather, and Charizard. I couldn't beat up Charizard. Charizard would destroy me. Squirtle, though. I think Squirtle could kick your ass. No! You're one water gun away from being destroyed. I'll just cover myself in grass. All right. Grass type wins. You're ignorant. (laughs) We're moving on. Uh, So we are talking about the Game Awards today. We are going to talk about several different categories. The first one is probably going to be the biggest discussion that we have. Keep in mind, a lot of these categories are nominated more than once, something that we will definitely talk about. Yeah, a lot of the games on here will be on here many times. (laughs) Yeah, so Zach, take us away with the game of the year. What has been nominated? So the nominations are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. It's a solid cast of games. Keep in mind this year, you know, not as many games released as prior year. Well, not last year, but, you know, not as many games out than there should be. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think between the both of us, we've played most of these games. I have not. I don't own a PS4 or 5, so I don't play like the PS exclusives Mm -hmm. um, like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I did play Resident Evil Village. I did play It Takes Two. Um, I've not played Psychonauts 2, although I probably should have because I really like the first one. Zach, what from this uh, list has have you played? I have played Deathloop, and I've played a little bit of Ratchet and & Clank, and I've also played It Takes Two. Okay, so I think the only game that we have no experience on is Metroid Dread and Psychonauts 2. If I was to go out on a limb, I don't think either of those games are going to no, win this category. Definitely not. What do you think is going to win this category and why? I think either Resident Evil Village or Deathloop. Um, I my gut is going to tell me Resident Evil Village. I just I feel like that game has gotten so much publicity, especially when it first came out. All I saw on TikTok were all these different videos. Um, what's her face, the lady, Lady Demestru. I'm not saying that right. We know. Um, she was in a lot of promos and now i see everybody cosplaying as her mommy sorry. yes mommy sorry <laughs> yeah. mommy literally. i saw that i saw that same video probably a hundred times uh, same um so i think that and i think death loop but not for good reasons um i think death loop is in this category only because like you said earlier not a lot of stuff has come out there's and, a lot of categories that i think death loop would dominate like voice acting, oh, I think 100%. they did a great job. Art style, I could see that. Yes. Game of the year contender, because eh, eh. I'll air my grievances now with Deathloop. I think the AI is awful, terrible AI. They are so stupid. I don't like the gameplay loop either, and I don't know if it's just because I don't like time loop games, or if Deathloop just is not a good time loop game. Because I, it got to the point where. I had to do the same task for the seventh time in a row to progress forward, and it just wasn't driving with me. I was very bored, and it's not like I could go and do any other tasks because I couldn't progress the story until I did these things. But I had to go and restart the same generator seven separate times, but in this run I had to go one direction, and then the next run I had to go a different direction. But I had to reset the generator every single time, and by the fifth time 
I was so ready to gouge my eyes out with spoons because I just couldn't look at it anymore. There's a few really cool things that I think they introduced. Uh, one being that the enemy was a Juliana or something like that. Mm-hmm. And can, can be an AI or can be a player that actively is trying to work against you in unlike an online mode. I think that would be cool if it worked. Okay, I <laughs> because and it's it's a very cool concept. The problem is when you're Juliana, you sit in a lobby for 15 minutes waiting to get into someone else's game, only to then if they're a really good player, you'll get killed immediately. Oh, okay. So it's a good idea in concept, but in in C, I feel like these are the problems that no one's talking about because they just I don't know. Like I, I don't know why, but they're not talking about them. And then when I bring this up, people who haven't played the game like you are shocked to hear it yeah i think it's refreshing seeing a roguelike as a contender for game of the year like that's pretty cool i I wouldn't even consider it like a traditional roguelike more like a story-based roguelike but i think it's cool that it's nominated but i don't see it winning and if it does win i mean it's kind of an off year but there are some issues with the game a lot of people i've have talked to and read about is that the ai there's no really way to make it more challenging in that aspect Mm -hmm. you do feel like a superhero when you're going through which is fun but you know you're there for a challenge and i could see how that could get really really repetitive yeah like when i can kill 20 people in one shot from my handgun it's kind of like okay well and that's like the same move that i use over and over again and it, it, I feel like it takes away a lot of the risk as well. Okay, uh, let's talk about It Takes Two. This is a game that I think we've both played. I don't think I've finished it. I, I did didn't not. I, I didn't finish it. Not because it's not a good game. Um, my biggest issue with It Takes Two has to be the story. <laughs> I find it very strange. If you've never played the game, you are a fighting couple. You know, you are a you're married a, couple. You're that on are the brink ha- of divorce, right? Yes. Yeah. So you get a spell cast on you and turn you into little dolls that your child made of you. So you have to now adventure around the house, solving all these puzzles uh, in order to, you know, reverse back to people uh, and save your family. And the gameplay I think is solid. Dude, that gameplay is airtight. It is so great. I feel like they, everything that you have to do at, in your partnership the powers that you each person gets complement each other very well. There's levels where it's like a puzzle platformer, and then mm-hmm. there's levels where it's like kind of like a shooter or like more actiony. There was one that was legitimately an RPG. Yeah, like it, it, you played as like a wizard and a fighter, and it was awesome. I could see this winning, but again, I do not think they thought the story through very much. I, that's not really going to be a game changer because this is a game that came out, you know, still during the not the height of the pandemic, but People are still self-isolating. They're looking to find mm-hmm. a way to connect with friends. And you don't really get these types of games. This is a game from a genre that really doesn't exist yeah, anymore. It's a bygone era. and that's A co-op campaign. Like, right. And that's what's really cool. But again, the story is really weird. I don't know. I can, ha- can you play this game by yourself? No. Well, oh, you have to play no, it. you have to play co-op. Group. Okay. Um, yeah, the story is just weird. I really stopped jiving with it once I had to start taking directions from a giant book of love yeah so you do well th- yeah so that's a big part of it and it is a, like it, it's strange it's a very weird game but it, it does it does hold up and i think a lot of people enjoyed it i myself it really wasn't my type of game but i could see why people enjoy it and i could see it winning um this is also nominated for a bunch of categories so even if it doesn't win game of the year i could see it winning i could see uh, it winning so many other categories um but we will have to talk about this one again at some point because it's just nominated so much so let's talk about metroid dread i haven't played it and i think it's because i'm scared i'm I'm scared because i've heard how tough it is and i don't want to be mad i think it's uh a fan favorite. They don't make a ton of Metroid games anymore because historically they don't sell very as much as other Nintendo IPs. I've heard really good things about it. Um, I don't know how many people are like constantly replaying it though. So right, I'm, you're probably gonna put. I think like the average playthrough is anywhere from like nine to twelve hours. Yeah, sounds like a long time, but in the no, span of the video not. game, it's almost nothing. That that being said, I don't think longer video games necessarily mean better video games, and people are really happy with the gameplay for Metroid Dread. Mm-hmm, that's what I've heard too. But I don't think enough people have played it to make it game of the year. I don't think enough people are going to vote for it. I don't think 
I mean, Nintendo Switch is a very huge console. Everybody loves it, and a lot of people own it. But I just don't see this one getting the votes. I don't think enough people have played it. I don't think enough people are super into Metroid that it's going to win. Agreed. Um, let me see here. Psychonauts 2. I was obsessed with the first Psychonauts. Um, the, the art style is amazing. The story oh, is I love the super art. interesting. So the point of uh, Psychonauts is that you are a, a psychonaut, somebody who is trained to you know infiltrate people's dreams, mindscapes, in order to solve problems that they have. Uh, this game is darker than you realize. Like a lot of the problems that people have, like you're inside their mind. Like these are the levels. Uh, it, it's a dark kind of premise, but it it's it was a good game. It it's reviewed very highly. Again, I think we might have the Metroid Dread problem. It wasn't as mainstream as people may think. Mm-hmm. You know, I've definitely heard of it. I haven't played it. But, I mean, we have to talk about, like, the review process. So the Game Awards is has, what, like, 30 different media companies oh, yeah. that are, like, uh, you know, on the jury. I don't know how, like, if it's one person from each of these companies voting. I know you have to... Uh, well, that's how they got nominated. So people Correct. didn't nominate things. But these, this is uh, how it's going to be. Uh, decided and people can vote i'm not exactly sure on the whole process honestly so don't take my word for it but psychonauts definitely a contender the art direction i think is stronger the story's strong but i heard the gameplay was really tight as well but not yeah. the best i mean it's it's like a puzzle platformer right. i would say like that's pretty accessible a lot of people do enjoy those games i just i feel like it's also, like, it takes two. It's kind of a bygone era, though, the 3D puzzle platformer, unless it's Mario. Yeah. Because um, that, and the next game we're going to talk about, which is Ratchet and Clank. Which is another, like... Puzzle platformer. Yeah. Like, it's, it's Psychonauts uh, 2, but... It's more of, like, it's more of a shooter. It, yeah, more of a 3D action inve- adventure with yeah. puzzle aspects. But um, I feel like... Ratchet and Clank is, and I said this about Cana Bridge of Spirits, but I feel like it's one of the best PlayStation 2 games you'll ever play because it's very, it it shows its age in a good way, where it feels like the times of old in a good way. It's the stuff that you miss about all the old games, um, just in terms of gameplay and what you have to do and everything you do in it. it doesn't make it a bad game. Yeah, Ratchet & Clank was one of my favorite series. Um, I was a PlayStation kid before I switched to Xbox 360. Those were some of my favorite games of all time. So I'm really mad that I don't have a PS5 to play this. I think the nostalgia factor is going to be big on this one. A 100%. lot of people liked it. And it is one of the only games... Is it an exclusive for PS5? Yep. It's one of... Remains still one of the only PS5 exclusives. Because with the shortage, a lot of these games are getting released on the PS4 too. Um, not the PS, not the PS2, but the PS4 as well. Yep. So I, I don't see this one winning, but I do think it's a great game. It I, is. I don't, don't think it was revolutionary it. enough. It wasn't. It was basically the same as 2016's Ratchet and Clank, which isn't a bad thing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I would be curious to see how many uh, games have won the game of the year that were console exclusive. Well, I. I don't want to look it up. Well, I I feel well, like well, that that's a later discussion. Uh, God of War, God of War, yeah. I know. Um, The Last of Us. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Ocarina of Time. Yeah, back, back in the, in the day. day. Uh, and we already talked about Resident Evil Village, right? I mean, we went into it a little bit, but yeah, Resident Evil's on there. Probably gonna win. I I that's my choice. That would be my choice as well. I think that they revolutionized the series. So a lot of these games are either sequels or, you know. From other games besides the first two, Deathloop and It Takes Two. I think they changed enough that it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think enough people have played it. I think that there's a ton of there was a ton of hype and media around it. There was. I mean, to be honest, the, like the marketing behind it was fantastic. If you went on Twitch right now or YouTube people and you searched Psychonauts Two or Ratchet and Clank Drift Apart or Rift Apart, you're not gonna find people still playing those games. No, and if they are not. I mean, good for them. You don't need to stream a game to, for it to be popular and successful. You have to 100%. understand that that's a huge part of media that people consume. So I would say Resident Evil Village. They definitely changed things up enough where it's interesting. They added those modes where you could replay it on a harder difficulty or trying to unlock challenges. There's Easter eggs. There's just like a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. Um, best game direction. Let's see. The list here is Deathloop. It takes two. Returnal. 
Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So this is the game that I, this is the category that I think Deathloop could win. I um, do too. Also, it takes two though. Yes. Let's talk briefly about Returnal because it's the only game on this list that we have not played. So Returnal is a PS5 exclusive roguelike um, that is a first person no it's third person it's third third person person. it's third person uh it is incredibly challenging it's got a Uh, lot of like metroid vibes it's in space the art is really good for it um i i don't own a ps5 so i haven't played it but i've watched it i'm a huge roguelike fan so i watched a ton of gameplay around it when it first came out not so much anymore i've heard it's very solid the gameplay solid um as far as direction i mean it's one of the most like uh, I'm fumbling over my words. It's one of the biggest roguelikes to be released on console. Yes. Uh, so that's a, has a huge. That's like a huge bonus for it. But again, this isn't a game of the year contender. So the amount of people who played this game, I guess, doesn't really matter as much. It, right. It's very. It's a challenging game. It's, it, that's what I've seen. That's what I read. That's what I've heard is that it's very challenging. This kind of game and the style isn't my cup of tea, anyways. The, the space horror genre, not really my thing. You like Dead Space, though. Dead Space excluded. <laughs> Dead Space <laughs> excluded. <laughs> you just, yeah, okay. Dead Space excluded. Dead Space is the one outlier there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know enough about the game to really speak on it. So what do you think is going to win this category? I think either Deathloop or It Takes Two. However, I do think Deathloop probably gonna take the cake sheerly by popularity i i would agree with that um psychonauts 2 ratchet and clank rift apart great games but you know they're trying to revive this series that i mean the last psychonauts game came out 14 years ago or something like that they did have like that weird one that came out but it wasn't a true sequel so it could it could go either way. I'm gonna say Deathloop or it takes two as well. Yeah, I think Deathloop. I think a lot of well, you as everyone knows now, not the biggest Deathloop fan. It did introduce a lot of really really cool ideas and cool gameplay mechanics. I would be really, I, I'm really happy to see what they do with it after Deathloop. I know they'll they'll update it. They'll probably add some new content at some point. But what they what they take from Deathloop, right? What the criticisms they take and the praise that they take, mm-hmm. I think will really produce a crazy cyclical game. A hundred percent. I mean, think about like the Outer Wilds. Like well, I know you that, haven't played that, yeah. but it's a it's a game I would say similar to Deathloop, but yes, it's absolutely insane what they've done with that. And I think that Deathloop is going to definitely take it up a notch. I don't think it's going to be Deathloop two, but I think that they could take some really good ideas from that. All right, moving on to best narrative in a game. We have Deathloop. We're going to say that <laughs> oh. name so many times. And I'm laughing because I don't, well, no, the narrative is You could tell really it was a slow and, year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. Now, let's talk about the games that we haven't talked about so far. Life is Strange, two co- True Colors. Have you ever played, I think they're, are they just for PC? They are, I believe, just for PC. So like, I know the premise. Yeah. All right, go for it. The premise is it's similar to the Telltale games, right? Where you it's you, you have the story and then the dialogue options pop up and it's kind of almost like a point and click adventure. It's really vague. It is very vague, I know. <laughs> yeah, yes, um, you're isn't not there wrong some, yet. Isn't there some teacher that's like really into you or something, and then he takes pictures of you? Or am I off a little bit here? Am I in the right ballpark? Life is Strange is a, I want to say role-playing game. It's like kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. Right, like, yeah, you, yeah. You manipulate your character around. Like, you walk around, you go to wherever you want to go. Um, but it, it is probably, I would say, going to win Best Narrative. I have not played the game. Um, but it is very emotional. It's very heart-wrenching. I did play the first Life is Strange, um, and you are following a character as they make these big decisions. Um, I can't remember her name for the life of me. Isn't she, yeah, they're a high school student in the game, right? Yes, yeah. I want to say yes. Um, so you make these decisions, and you're faced with like real-world challenges, and it's received very well by the community. A lot of people do enjoy these games. Yes, they do. I could see 
this winning best narrative because that's pretty much all the game is is you're not like mashing buttons to open up your locker totally you're you know there's like an inner monologue in your head and you're interacting with people and it's well written um as well as looking good so i could see this being a contender um you played guardians of the galaxy so how about you talk a little bit about that i'm really glad to see this nominated i don't think it's gonna win but i think it's huge that it has a nomination because it shows that square is going in the right direction with these games now because avengers was a hot garbage fire and guardians of the galaxy was a lot better um i'm hoping this is the right direction we'll see i really like the narrative in guardians of the galaxy but i think it's one of those things where it's, I, I know it's not going to win i think it's going to win a different category that we'll possibly get to i know it's in best score and i honestly music. do i do think between the licensed music but and also it's original composed music i think it has a strong chance of winning because yeah, the music in that game is fantastic yeah, i didn't put that one in the list but if yeah, we can get to it when yeah. we get to it um and then psychonauts 2 is also in the best narrative narrative category i have i'm probably going to give it to life is strange i think death loop has a strong narrative i think it takes let's talk about the it takes two so i think the narrative for it takes two is the worst part about the game i think it's the worst part about the game because it's weird i think if you're into weird you'll like it i personally I, i just i think with what the game was what the story was didn't quite make sense with each other. Like pineapple on pizza doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, that's all I have to say. We've already talked about them enough. Yeah. I'm going with life is strange. I am too for best narrative. I think they, that, that team let's, I don't remember who it is. We'll, we'll let it, we'll let you know at the end. Um, Best indie game. This is my category. I played every single one of these games. Up for best indie is 12 Minutes, which is a situational horror thriller game. Um, it's voiced by some prominent voice actors. I know. I want to say Willem, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Willem yes. Dafoe, Daisy Ridley, and I can't think of the other one. I really like this game because I like true crime and stuff like that. Um, if they, they could elaborate on this idea so much, I'm really excited to see what this studio does with some uh, like some next things. Who who what's what developer is this? Uh, Louis Antonio. Louis Antonio. Or who published it? Published it is An- Annapurna Interactive. Okay, I've never heard of either of those things. Um, I'm really just excited about where this game could go. It is kind of mixed reviews though. I. It was nominated, which is cool, but I don't know if it's going to win. Death's Door is an absolute gem. I could see this one winning. Um, Death's Door is about you're a raven, um, and basically you're like the Grim Reaper, kind of, where you get sent through these portals, and you're teleported to these places. And it plays like, I'm trying to think, it's like a 2D action-y game, um, it is kind of has like some roguelike elements. If you die, you can kind of spend your power ups and stuff, mm-hmm. but not really. It's just a really solid play. It's like a. It reminds me kind of like, I don't. I'm trying to. It's like the Legend of Zelda, <gasps> but like more faster pace, and you have way more abilities to like customize your character. And I love Zelda. <laughs> I don't know what platforms it's on, but I really enjoyed it on the PC. This one is strong. The soundtrack should have been nominated for best score. I don't think it was. No. Really, really solid game. Wow. I actually, this sounds pretty intriguing. I'll go check my indie machine, a.k.a. the Switch, when I get home. I think you would really like Death Store. I'll check it out tonight. Uh, Inscription is a game that I've been obsessed with recently. It is a It's a card card drawing roguelike, similar to like Slay the Spire or Monster Train. We have talked about it on the podcast before, Mm -hmm. but Inscription is a really, really solid game. The art style kind of reminds you of like an old PS2 game, so it's all like clunky and um you know polygony but that doesn't take away from the fact that it's a horror based game which I, I i'm not into horror games but i've been entranced with this it's difficult there's a lot of ways that they change the card generating roguelike aspect of it i could see inscription winning if enough people have played it and knows what it is they besties did do a whole episode on it which yes. you should definitely go check out they, they did. do a better job than we do 
But besides the point, the art style is really amazing. The one critique I have is that the music is very creepy all uh, the time. So I know. Norm- I assume you can turn it yeah, off. Oh, I do, yeah, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you talk about Kina, which is the next one that's nominated Bridge of Spirits. Kina and the Bridge of Spirits. I love this game. This one really blew me away. It's funny because the more I played it, the less it felt like an indie game, I guess, just because of how polite, like, this is that sounds like an insult but it's not to other indie games like it just this game is just fantastic the art direction is beautiful it it just everything about it screens just pixar and super fun and cheery times and the story is not that it's actually kind of dark a little bit um but kana i i loved it i hope they make another one I was blown away. Just everything about it, I was blown away with. I don't even know where to start because my thoughts are going a thousand miles a minute with this game. So it's it's pronounced Kana. It is pronounced okay. Kana. I've been saying it wrong. Yep. If you asked me, like, oh, is this an indie game? I'd be like, no way. That's well, triple. Exactly. That's triple yes. A. That's triple well, and A. that's that's what I was trying to say earlier. Is it just the it just everything about it? It screams big budget. So I think this one could win. Definitely uh, a contender. Yeah, uh, Loop Hero is a fun game. I have not played a ton of Loop Hero, but the, it's a roguelike, which a lot of indie games tend to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't really speak. I played it when it first came out. It's the way that I remember it is you are like you have your character and you have to like unlock new like buildings on these on your run. Like each run, you have to kind of like set up these buildings that interact with each other okay. in a different way. Okay, I, I don't remember too much about it if i'm gonna be honest it's it just didn't stick out to me i love roguelikes and i like loop hero but there's a lot of other things on this list that i think will take it over loop hero um so i am going to not say any more about loop hero because honestly i don't want to say anything wrong yeah best ongoing game will come up right after this break thank you everybody all right, and we are back with Best Ongoing Game. Zach, how about you read us the list? The list, as it stands for the year of 2021, is Apex Legends, Final Fantasy Online, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, and Call of Duty Warzone. Each of these games is pretty good. I've oh, played yeah. most of them. The only game I haven't played is Final Fantasy Online. Yeah, I haven't played Final Fantasy Online or... And I was shocked. I thought Genshin Impact was just a Breath of the Wild clone that was a single player game. No, it, it no, it's multiplayer. Really? Yes. I so when Genshin Impact first came out, I grinded that game so hard. I, I know, got to I know. I remember you I got to me adventure this. rank like twenty six in like a Whoa. week. Whoa! Um, I even know it was online. Holy moly! Yeah, it's not as online as you would think. You can play. You can like invite people to your world, or you could do like the challenges with other people. So I it's. See primarily single player focused i would say interesting uh let's start off with apex apex is probably not dominating the shooter rain like the shooter online battle royale genre but it's definitely close i was i i was gonna say i think it's dominating the battle royale for sure oh yeah it's i mean i don't really have much to say i play i I play every once in a while me and a group of my friends will jump on and play it every once in a while it's a good game. They're constantly adding updates. They're, they added they, arenas this year. They did add arenas. They added a bunch of new fighters or whatever you want to call Le- them. Legends. legends. Right, the Apex <laughs> Legends. <laughs> um, yeah, they, but they've they been... I, I feel like the upkeep of the game is stellar. They're, Solid. They're constantly, they're constantly fixing things. They're constantly, you know, level, be, like level balancing everything that they got to that they got to do um no complaints for me i could see apex winning they also released like comic books and lore around the characters they've always done that but they they do it every once in a while it was really they really doubled down yeah it gets people more invested and i think it is cool to know like the stories behind the champions that you're playing Mm -hmm. totally legends uh so i could see this one taking it final fantasy online i'm a huge mmo fiend but this is one that i just haven't touched they Fun fact about Final Fantasy Online, they when it first launched, it mm-hmm. was so bad and so buggy 
that they actually just took it down, wiped everything. That's they said right. that a dragon destroyed the land. <laughs> and as the servers like were getting closer to the shutdown, the dragon was like closer and closer. And then they, you know, took all that feedback and they bounced back. And it is a silly, huge, hugely popular MMO. New World, take notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in New World, we're going to talk about that. It has been rec- it has been nominated for something, and I don't know. How. I was telling you this earlier when I was watching the nominee the nominations on YouTube. I busted out laughing. I was on a car ride, and I busted out laughing, and my fiance was so confused as to what I was laughing about. And when I told her New World, she just understood. Yeah, I'll I'll share you my thoughts. Fortnite is the next one, and as someone who's been playing a ton of Fortnite lately. I could see it, but also they they aren't revolutionizing it so much. The core gameplay is still very solid. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of collabs this year, uh, but that's not enough, I think, to make it no. the best mold. It's still a really fun game. I play it, it every I, week. And not to say that this is a bad thing, but I feel like Fortnite is almost baby's first kind of for a lot of things at the moment, which is fine. It's good. It's a really good way to get the younger audience in and as they grow up they can jump into the more mature games such as warzone apex legends but i think due to its younger audience the game isn't as complex maybe as some of the other ones on this list which isn't necessarily a bad thing however it also sometimes isn't a good thing because if it's so boring that my brain isn't thinking then i don't want to play it disagree strongly really? with that take yeah babies well, first i will say this i will say this i haven't touched fortnite in probably a year and a half imagine you're playing warzone and you know you can shoot and kill people that's every battle royale if anything okay, all fair. those other battle royales are you preparing you for fortnite where someone could build <laughs> a literal mansion in front oh of you oh my god i forgot yeah, about the, the building. building is a very big important okay <laughs> okay 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 let's backpedal 30 seconds and retract my statement. You said you were half right. It does have a younger audience. <laughs> yes, the younger audience, and that's not a dig at the game. The younger audience is fine. I actually applaud it for that. You know, as a young person who loved to play games, I feel like there wasn't a lot of games really geared to, in terms of, and maybe not shooting, but just in general, I feel like there wasn't a lot of games for me back then because i was an xbox kid and then jumped ship to playstation so there wasn't a lot i feel like xbox was mostly halo and call of duty and medal of honor yeah it's all bloody like war yes yeah, I, yes I see that. like over the top like i mean the like lego star wars the original lego star wars it like lives in my original xbox to this day yeah um all right i'll talk about that. genshin you talk about warzone okay deal genshin impact is a mostly single player game where you have a team of four uh, characters that it is a gotcha game. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But basically, you earn uh, in-game currency to roll on banners that give you certain characters. Uh, Each character has an elemental type uh, as well as a weapon type. So it leads to a lot of interesting combinations in, like, your team. I love this game, although I don't play it as much anymore. I don't play it at all anymore. Um, but the community around Genshin Impact is still very huge. Uh, a lot of people are still really enjoying this game. It launched September of last year, uh, and I could see this game pulling through on Best Ongoing. It's probably the biggest uh, competitor to, I think, Apex. Really? Yeah. The, the, Bigger than Fortnite. Fortnite is a great game. It has been around for so long, and I don't think it's changed. Like, I, I, I'm really biased. I love the game. I play it several hours every As week. we discovered, not Baby's first game yeah, either. Yeah, not Baby's as, first As I game. just discovered. But I don't think it's going to win Best Ongoing. I don't think yeah, enough well, has changed. Right. They do have their storylines. Like right now we're in the Cube Queen uh, storyline, which is cool, but I don't think it's going to win. Be- I don't think it's going to win. Take me back to when I could be Thanos and punch kids halfway that across the map. That was fun. That was fun. See, that's the thing why I love the game, though. Just, wacky uh, stuff. Yeah, wacky stuff like that um call of duty warzone is the best thing to come out of the franchise in forever um it's basically uh i guess i guess it i guess call of duty warzone is baby's first battle royale really i mean it honestly like because I, I i will say i ate my words i forgot building was in fortnite but anyways anyways warzone is for me i loved it in the prime of the pandemic it was locked down every day Warzone day with the boys. Yeah. 
you you know we caught we caught dubs left and right we were just we were killing it but um i haven't been keeping up with it lately i think as far as i know it's just you know they're adding the new operator skins and they're adding the new guns and that you know that are with whatever mainline call of duty has just been released is it have they added new maps or anything uh, they do. They, have, they do right? change like the game modes. Like they do rebirth or like. Yep, yep, there's yep. different game modes that you. Yeah, can and like, play and I know game. now they have like smaller. Like instead of doing like 100, like player maps, there's like the 30. Yeah. Um. So there is, and it's like a smaller map, which I know they do that now. Um. Yeah, I I don't think it'll win. Um. However, I still think it's cool that they're keeping up with it. It's very uncharacteristic of Call of Duty to keep yeah. up with anything after four months um i think they're still i mean they're still it's their only battle royale game that they have out right now so oh, yeah you know as far as tournaments and like promo stuff people are still actively enjoying the game i don't think it's gonna win due to the fact that there has been like a significant hacking problem that hasn't really been fixed especially when you're doing like cross play mm-hmm. but so many people still love and play the game i played it a lot during the pandemic as well Oh yeah, mean you. But there's been too. two games that have come out since its release. So there's Call of Duty Vanguard and, and Call of Duty Black uh, Ops Cold War. Yeah, I think it, is it Black Ops. Cold yeah, War? yeah, it's, it's, War. it's Call of Duty Black Ops Colon Cold War. I also found out that pretty interesting that uh, Call of Duty has three different publisher or three di- different developers that work on three different games at the same time. Yes, that's why they can release one. No, every yeah, yeah, year. yeah. That's you didn't know cool. that. Well, it's Infinity War, Sledgehammer, and, and then Treyarch. Treyarch. Which do you know which one made Warzone? Uh, Infinity War Infinity was Ward. the one that's, that did that's, that one, that's which why, is that's well, why it feels real good. Well, and because Infinity War historically, they did MW two. They did MW two. They did yeah. they did the first Modern Warfare. They've done oh. all the Modern Warfare's, and then they did Ghosts. No, Sledgehammer did Ghosts, and that's why it was poop. And um, well, that's not why it was poop. But anyways, um, they did uh, Advanced Warfare was Infinity War and Ward, and that one wasn't great but this isn't we're not going to get into that but yeah um sledgehammer is newer to the game so they haven't done as many of the they'll learn they will all right we got a ton to still get into so we are going to move on um best role-playing we have cyberpunk 2077 (laughs) monster hunter rise scarlet nexus shin megami tensei 5 and tales of arise this is probably the one that i know the least about I haven't played any of these games, but I have listened to podcasts and watched videos of them. Although, I don't... Cyberpunk 2077? Definitely gonna win. You're saying that's... They did do a pretty big overhaul. I'd say not soon enough because of the PR nightmare that happened right after it. But they have fixed several, I'd say, of the, the bigger bugs in the game at this point. Okay, if I kicked in your teeth and broke your ribs and then seven months later apologized, how yeah. do you think that was gonna go over? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think Monster Hunter Rise might win this just because of the amount of people. I do too. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei is a very niche game. Uh, it plays like Persona. You have to like recruit demons uh, and they help you fight in battles. It's challenging uh, from what I've seen. it's There's a lot of... You can't just like jump into this series. I mean, this would probably be the easiest one to jump into, but I yeah. just don't think it's widespread enough. I mean, that doesn't, it could still win, though. It could still be that good of a game. I think Monster Hunter Rise definitely is going to win. I, ever since Monster Hunter World, was it? Yeah. Um, Monster, I, like, that was, I think it's really given Monster Hunter the light, limelight that it deserves. Yeah. It, Monster Hunter World is, I feel like, a lot of new people were able to get into the franchise. And yeah, now, they really and, like, cut away were, a lot of the fat. And they got their, you know, bearings, and now they can, like, really enjoy the game. So Monster Hunter Rise is pretty well received by the community. Also, though, isn't Monster Hunter Rise, if I'm not mistaken, that's only on the Switch. Yes, it is. The yeah. Switch exclusive, yes, yeah. Yep. Uh, I could not tell you a single thing about Scarlet Nexus. I thought I knew what this game was. I think there's lightsabers involved. No. No, I'm, maybe not. I don't no, know. I don't know. Okay, so maybe it'll win. Maybe not. Uh, Tales of Arise plays like uh, open world-ish kind of game where you do have party members and you have to switch from them and do like combinations. I don't really know enough, I think, yeah, I to either. talk about it. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of good RPGs this year, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I mean, these are good games, but games that I wouldn't say necessarily I'm super into. I'm never going to play the Shin Megami series, but yeah. hey. Really quick, I know this is a Game Awards uh, thing, but to see that 
uh, Bethesda is now only exclusively on Microsoft slash Xbox. Well, so they are going. They're going to release uh, well, Elder yeah, Scrolls yeah, Six. Yeah. Right? That makes sense. They know, bought Bethesda. Know, what do they do? I Buy know. it so that they no. I know. I know. I'm do you just, think Sony I'm... would? Sony would definitely do the same in that position. Yeah, I know. But uh... you're just sad because you have a PS5. Yeah, I am sad because I have a PS5. <laughs> All right, we for sake of time, we're gonna skip over one of the uh, one of the other things. We're gonna go because oh, right this next one's gonna be a little most anticipated. Most anticipated. Zach, read them out for us. Oh man, I and it's so funny because everyone except one of them is on my radar. Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel and Starfield. I think I don't think Breath of the Wild's going to win just because they don't even have a name for the game yet. They also have the, do they even they keep saying oh it'll come in 2022 maybe. I I'm not confident enough. I'm let's, confident enough for a late 2022. I'm, I'm talking like December 2022. Let's start with Elden Ring. We have talked about it on the podcast before. Basically, open world, Souls-like. Is it from so- FromSoft? Is that the... Dev- I don't... Yes, FromSoft. Um, Miyazaki and George R.R. R. Martin are doing this game. Um, George R.R. R. Martin, the creator of Game of Thrones. Miyazaki, the creator of all of the Souls and Bloodborns and all of that stuff. Yeah, and they recently had uh, like playtests, so like big people yeah, like in closed, the gaming. Yeah, yeah closed beta for... And uh, I was watching a lot of like videos... And everyone was like, this is probably the biggest closed demo that I've ever done. Yeah, they were pe- like, they, it was like 20 hours worth of gameplay. There was a lot of people that had really good things to say about it. Um, but some people are skeptical being like, well, maybe they just like overloaded this area because they knew this, this is the playtest. I'm still really hopeful. I think that this could easily win this category. Um, yeah. Open world, Souls-like game. You get to customize your build. Uh, you run into things. You fight bosses. Mm-hmm. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. As someone who has not played any <sighs> recent ones, uh, oh, this one's gonna be so good. Yeah, I could this tell that you're. So... I could tell that you're excited. This one's gonna it. be so good. This one, and it's funny. My fiance and I are currently saving up for a wedding. When the state of play for PlayStation dropped early September, or was it late August? I don't know. Whenever it dropped, she saw that trailer, looked at me, and said, "So when are you getting us a PS5?" Oh, and let me tell you, the hunt was on after that point. Um, the God of War 2018 reboot it was a soft reboot of the franchise. It won Game of the Year. It was like one of for like two days. It was the highest streamed game on Twitch, which is wild because Twitch is characteristically a multiplayer yeah game. I would say so. So for it to be the highest streamed game two days in a row on that was pretty cool. Um. It, just everything about the first about God of War 2018 is incredible, and I have all the faith that this one is going to be just as good. Um, we will see. We will see where the story goes. It looks interesting, and I just cannot wait to get my little meaty hands on it. Yeah, the expectations are certainly high uh, for that, and that's game. what I'm worried about too. Though yeah. I'm worried that because look at Cyberpunk 2077, where everyone was like, oh. CDPR can do no wrong after The yeah. Witcher 3, and oh boy, were we all wrong. Oh, did they? Uh, Horizon Forbidden West is the sequel to the Horizon Zero Dawn franchise, where Alloy is the main character, and she fights giant mecha dinosaurs and animals. Yep. Um, really, I, really love this game. This, this is one's a also, highly anticipated yep, this sequel. One, this one's gonna be This one's going to be cool as hell. Yeah, you can customize your build, like, mm-hmm, to you can, what weapons you want to use. Yeah, like, there's, like, different upgrades, like, oh, this weapon will do more fire damage, this one will have better piercing damage. Um, you know, I don't, I can't, I can't say too much, I don't want to speak too much, because I don't want to spoil anything from the first one, because the first game is fantastic, and you should really go experience it for yourself, and that's, I think, the big appeal of that one to begin yeah. with. Um, but I've been looking forward to this game since the first one came out which was and the story is very strong the story is very interesting story and i was super surprised by that i really didn't think i was gonna enjoy the story at all i didn't think the story was gonna be very strong and that's the best part of the game of the first one in my opinion um but yeah this one's gonna be awesome it looks like they're 
adding a lot more like exploration open world stuff from the trailer from what i can tell um so i yeah very hyped for that one all right uh breath of the wild sequel yeah. i haven't played the first one yeah, i'm not looking forward to I, that there's just all. not enough out- yeah i know <laughs> i for, in my own opinion as someone who's never played breath of the wild which i guarantee you once i do we're making an episode about it yes i don't think there's enough out right now for people nope. to get anticipated no there's they, no gameplay trailer they have like a one minute teaser trailer of like a little bit of a gameplay like clip here and a gameplay yeah, clip I, there and then they have like another teaser that came out at the end of 2019 i think yeah it's or something and like but like that's that's it for and i I don't know if Nintendo is almost doing it on purpose as like a haha, we know how bad you want it. Yeah. Which I c- could see that being the case. If they d- wanted to go that route though, they could drop a little bit more breadcrumbs on us. I don't right. know. Just to I... pour salt in the wound even more. P- that's not to say people are not I- really anticipating this game. I just don't think it's going to win this oh, category. Oh, it's definitely not going to win this category. Because we don't because know anything enough. about it. <laughs> that's the thing. There's not enough out there for me to be hyped about. I can only watch the same one minute clip so many times before i'm like all right well how many times do you watch that clip um at least 16 okay <laughs> moving on starfield is the bethesda game that should be coming out in like 2022 like late 2022 or 2023 yeah i'm gonna give it final quarter of 2022 like you know september october november december kind of range if it comes out this year um, so so just to go over what it is starfield is their newest ip it is not fallout it is not skyrim which some people are not super thrilled about they are developing a new game that's going to be like those so it is going to be open world it is going to be um role playing yeah aspects. role playing but it's going to be set in space uh and i'm really excited to see this is my most anticipated game just because i'm a bethesda fanboy is it on everything or is it only gonna be Uh, xbox now though i could not tell you but i probably i think it will be on everything because Mm -hmm. they have been developing it before they got bought out yep but i'm really excited for it i've always loved those games i love the ability to customize not only your build but also like your interactions with the people around you and They've been working on this for several years at this point, so they have. it should be pretty and polished by the time it comes out, hopefully. And I will say this, every game on this list, I cannot see getting anything lower than an 8 out of 10. Oh yeah, for sure. Like there, In any conceivable reality, none of these games are going to be bad at all. Like these are all going to be good games, these are all going to be talked about games for a long, long time. All right, moving on, uh, we have two more to go through before the end of the episode. We have Best Breakout Indie. Um, so we have Artful Escape, a game I have known nothing about. Forgotten City, uh, uh, this is a really good game. Uh, just to go over a little bit what it is, is you are in a gameplay loop of, uh, you are in this society mm-hmm. of people who cannot sin. And what the definition of sin is kind of different to you know everybody else. But there is a bunch of like kind of like threads of interactions with people that you need to kind of figure out in order to solve this like time space continuum mystery and get you back to where you came from. And it's a society that's sure. based on like Roman history and architecture. Okay, uh, that's there's, actually pretty cool. There's a lot of different ways that you can beat the game. Uh, one of them, I'm not going to spoil it, but one of them is like you could beat it in like two minutes by doing something like really devious. <laughs> but it's a really good game. Uh, I definitely could see it taking this category. The Besties did an entire episode about it, so definitely listen to that. If you're interested in the game, they're going to go a lot more in-depth in it, and there are spoilers in it, so just be careful. Interesting. I could see this one winning. Um, the The writing in it is just really good. It's it's a game that I've never played before. It's not like any other game. Really? Yeah, it's mostly social interactions and like getting like these little clues that you have to use to like, okay. you know, like this guy has this item, but it's and not this person really... needs it. Yeah, though, but you don't I... know who needs it until you find out later. You know what I mean? Right. And then so is it like, uh, oh, I now have to figure out how to get this item yeah. from the guy. Okay, okay. The days like reset. So now that you know that they both have that and they they both need it, you can do that one instantly to kind of get farther. In the is story. it is it also a time loop kind of thing? Yes. Or... Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. It, I would mean, consider mean, it not really a roguelike, but it is time looping. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, Kana. A very solid contender in this um, 
in this category. Yeah, I mean, We've I talked enough about I it. I hope that one gets a sequel, though. I hope that one wins either best indie or best breakout. Honestly, there's it's just too good of a game to not. Sable, I don't know Sable. I don't know either. But I did play a crap ton of Valheim. Yes, you did. Valheim is an open world Viking explorer game. Uh, where you can be on servers with other people, or you could play on public servers, or you could play on a world by yourself. Uh, and the goal of the game is to beat the like six bosses in the universe, and each boss is located in a different biome. Think about Minecraft mixed with like the forest or something like that, where you have to craft all your own abilities right. or all your own things. Uh, you also have like a RuneScape style like leveling system where like you have like a logging oh. skill, you have like a mining skill. This game is technically still in beta. Um, really? I played a lot of I played a lot of this game this year and I could see it winning best breakout indie. I don't know how po- like it used to be really popular. Um but it is kind of the hype has died down a little bit. It's yeah. a really fun game to play with your friends. Uh kind of like a Rust type situation, I would say. Nice. If I had to guess, I would say Forgotten City or Kena. I don't know. I don't see Valheim winning this just because Kena is that Kena, Kena yeah. it was such a strong showing. It really was. Um, best multiplayer, back four, the number four, back four blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, which is the one that I was yeah, laughing I'll, about. We'll get there. And Valheim. Uh, so Back for Blood is something I believe we talked about very briefly. It's the spiritual successor to Left for Dead. Yep. Um, you know, you're shooting zombies with your friends. You upgrade your guns. You kind of have like perk cards like that you can load up. Um, I could see this one winning. I think it's going to be Monster Hunter Rise, though. Ah, Knockout City is a dodgeball game uh, that was popular. I don't know if it still is. There's mm-hmm. a lot of streamers that I watched that did play it. It's like basically like you're there's like three v three or like five v five, and it's basically a dodgeball. Like if you throw a ball at somebody, it, it like knocks them out. Interesting. Um, and the maps are pretty, pretty cool. It looks fun, but I've yeah. never, I never really played yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I personally think Monster Hunter Rise is gonna. You don't? I I say it takes two. I think that this is the category oh, yeah. that it should win. Oh yeah, true. Because of I mean, it is a multiplayer co-op based game. You can't even play it by yourself. Ah uh, no, you, yeah, I could see that too. We've talked about it a lot. Though. Let's talk about New World, my latest Favorite game. No, okay, I really enjoy this game. <laughs> I've grinded so much time on this game, okay? I don't think it's going to win the just based on the fact that there's so many bugs and Amazon Games is doing a really, really bad job of maintaining it. Uh, they just released their newest patch, which none of those included like a lot of player-requested things like fixing the PvP because everybody's only using the Great Axe because it's OP. Or like there's been like, instances where servers have been like rolled forward 60 days like on accident or what happens what? when that happens is all of your workshops so like each town is workshops that you upgrade with gold they all get downgraded so like this is a constant issue of like servers getting you know put forward in time not fixing the game breaking bugs and then they just sneaked in a bunch of like these little updates where all of like the end game monsters that people were farming for like chests in higher mm-hmm. watermark which is a whole thing i get into but they like buffed, they like quadrupled the health of all these things that people were running. What? Yeah, and they made it a lot harder for people to, you know, participate a lot in the end game content because they're trying to get people to do the other end game content, but you can't really do that. And I could talk for another 30 minutes about why. Uh, and then Valheim, we just kind of talked about Valheim. Best multiplayer, ah, it's up there though. What do you think? I do, I, like I said, I think it's either going to be Monster Hunter Rise or it takes two. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know this one. This one, I feel like with most of the other ones, I've been able to be like, "This will definitely like this is it. Yeah, this is the one." Not sure about best multiplayer. I feel like it could go both ways. Valheim has some good good multiplayer. That's a sneaky one, but it is. Um, I feel like that one doesn't have enough street cred. So those were all the categories. There are more categories, by the way. This is not all of them. But those are the ones that we felt like we could talk the most about. Yeah, if we did every category, we'd be here for three hours. Yeah. So we are going to be ending. Um, but before we go, Zach, where could you find us? You can find us on Twitter at PixelPalsPod. You can find us on TikTok at PixelPalsPodcast. We will be posting some TikToks soon. You can... Email us at pixelpalspodcasting at gmail.com as well. Yeah, and we highly suggest you reach out, you know, pitch ideas that we could talk about. 
uh, because we're always looking for new segments to add. If you have any ideas, let us know. Also, we just, uh, you know, we're very grateful for all the support that we've gotten so far. Yes, definitely. Thank you guys so, so much. Yeah, we're having a blast doing this, and hopefully we will be able to keep churning these episodes out. Uh, it's kind of unbelievable that we're on episode five already. I know. Like just yesterday. I know. Our baby. It's all grown up. So with that being said, we are out. Um, have a great evening, everybody, or day, or whatever time zone you're in. Have a great everything. Pixel Pals out. Thank you.